Hello and welcome to another episode of the Snake Channeled Podcast. I'm Stephanie, the psychic known as Snake Channeler, and I am the host of this podcast, so that's very exciting. I specialize in transmitting, translating information from my snakes to our clients, and we invoke a consciousness of limitless, unimaginable upgrades in the people that we work with. That is the intention of my work, and that is my focus as a psychic. And today on this podcast, I have so much to talk about. My brain is just really overflowing with... um insight about cult leaders and opinions about the current state of affairs today. And yes, of course, more snake channeled insight as well. So why don't you just grab a cup of coffee with me and sit down and cruise? It is so interesting to be in this time, this time being potentially the most dangerous time for humans to exist that we have known in our cultural history. And here we are in this really dark time living, breathing, loving, thriving, and unimaginably upgrading, and yet also being really called to not lower our standards so that our species and our communities and our globe just continues in the most direct path of unimaginable upgrades. So, for whatever reason, we're going to start over here last month when I was in Mount Shasta. Um, I have been working with Mount Shasta for about eight years and I love it there. I work with all kinds of advanced beings there who are very wise and who have helped me to heal from substantial injury and illness. And um, that being said, in the world of paradox, most things are not what they appear to be. And Mount Shasta is one of those places that you can reach through the veils and find just about anything you want. And so you really need to arrive to a sacred space like this with a very clear wanting and a very pure want and a very high frequency love and the willingness to instantly change to continue your alignment of unimaginable upgrading, right? And Mount Shasta is also legend of so many dangerous circumstances. Um, Last month, when I went up Mount Shasta for the first time while I was there, I drove down a road that I'd never been on before. And it's a road that's pretty far out of the way. And when I got there, I just knew, yo, this is not a spot for me. But you know what? I was freaking hungry. I had a sandwich after 
walking around the area and seeing all of this hippie litter, all of these weird pieces of clothing and all of these sticks organized into hearts laying around everywhere. Now, I just wrote this off as some wook-ass creepy shit, right? Like, Mount Shasta has a lot of feral people living on it. People get addicted to the mountain. People get addicted to sacred spots and they start to abuse these things, right? So, um... I am also keen on not interacting with anybody when I go to Shasta. I don't need to. I I um, can just directly connect. And so I rarely, rarely speak to anybody while I'm out there. And as I was eating this sandwich, it, it standing in my van, surrounded by these little heart things everywhere... Um, oh, so creepy. This guy came walking down the road from nowhere. And he walked up to my van. And he tells me that somebody had been messing with his camp, that somebody had reorganized everything that he had left at his camp when he was gone for the day, and arranged it to look like hearts. And I just looked at this guy and I said, you know, that wasn't me, but I wouldn't trust anybody out here, you know. And the guy looks at me and starts telling me about all these woe of his and mentions that these are the kinds of woods that somebody would go missing in and nobody would care. And I'm thinking... Bro, get the fuck away from my van, right? Like, I'm standing there. I'm just trying to eat my sandwich. And he's talking to me about people going missing. So, he kind of missed some social cues. But I figured I can't fault him for wanting to talk to a beautiful woman who's all by herself in the woods. I just had to get the fuck out of there. So, I do my clever con artistry ways of redirecting this guy to leave. And I love saying things that just really redirect men to walking away from me. One of my go-to lines is, it's been so great that you came over here to talk to me. Thank you so much. And I just stare at them until they walk away. (laughs) Um, If this doesn't work, I have a few other lines that I'll use that really just redirect people and they just end up walking away from me and they think it's their idea and that's that, you know, they, they just, the distance grows and then I fucking usually run. (laughs) So... I get into my van immediately after this guy walks away and I am just like, no way am I staying here. And I just lickety split my little butt right up the rest of the mountain. And this morning I woke up to a article that just said something like, um cult leader's body found mummified in house and this woman's body was in a sleeping bag wrapped up in 
Christmas tree lights and she had glitter all over her face and she had been dead, dead, dead for at least a few weeks, maybe a month. And I just have this pull to do some deep dive into this. And turns out this woman is like, you know, really into Lumerians. She's like really into telling people that she's something like 4 billion years old. She has this big old cult and she probably died in Mount Shasta as her cult was staying at an RV park that um, had kicked her out for having too many people in one RV. Now... Mind you, I'm in a van. I was staying in RV parks around Mount Shasta. I didn't stay at that one. But gosh, um, all of this hit very close to home. I'm somebody who works with Mount Shasta. She was, her body was found in Colorado. I was born in Colorado. She works with like the ascension process and the 5D awakening and Lumerians. And I do as well. And so I just have been going into all of this and wondering the why of it and wondering what it is that I need to access in all of this information to continue ushering mass unimaginable upgrades. And um, I, as a psychic, am here to tell everybody what I'm up to. Um, I also am by no means here to become a cult leader. And I think that something that continues to interest me throughout my life in cult leaders and in religious and spiritual leaders is that um, people sometimes ask me to become a cult leader, to become a spiritual leader, to start my own religion based on the snake channel. And it goes against all of my ethics. And while I wish in a way that I could um, step into a space where I'm talking and speaking my channel to so many people, I also am so wary of what happens to both the the leader and the follower, in quote, in this bizarre ego exchange when it comes to psychic information. And this story this morning was just this wild reminder to me that we need to check ourselves. We need to check ourselves as spiritual practitioners. We need to check ourselves as psychics. And we also need to check ourselves for who the fuck we trust the channel with, right? Um, There is so much information in psychic field and so much of it can be so seductive. And it seems to be so human, to just want to surrender 
our ability to show up for ourselves as our own psychics, as our own amazingly ever activating bodies who are capable of far more than we've been taught. It seems so alluring to just give that power over to somebody and pay attention to somebody else. And it's like, that's what we've been doing for hundreds and hundreds of years. And there seems to be a lot of tension in our our world too. And um, that can also push people further into spirituality, further into religion, wanting to have more answers. And while that in itself is beautiful, I couldn't help but look at this story from this morning and wonder if I thought that the cult leader was more dangerous or if the followers were. And that's a puzzlement. I suppose the dynamic altogether just might be something that it's it, it would be beautiful to just unimaginably upgrade the fuck out of it. And yet that's going to be a process. It's going to be a process before we begin activating ourselves to the point that we truly know that we don't need to follow anyone. While we can also exchange amazing strengths amongst each other, right? Like I'm a, I am I am actually a very wonderful psychic. I know this. I just love doing it. It is so much fun and it is so healing, but I'm not the best at everything. And so I rely on the help of my community members to help me with endless tasks, <laughs> And if it wasn't for my community um, and my support, I certainly wouldn't have the the leverage and the um, the the space and the the viewership that I do. And um, allowing ourselves to remain in check of that, and allowing ourselves to really be honest within ourselves of who we're following why we're following them. Who's following us? Why do we have followers? Uh, you know, and, and these words are, are so obviously social media based too now. We can't say followers without thinking that it's a positive thing on our social media platforms. And these things affect our subconscious. And I would just really like to hold space for that part in our subconscious right now that so purely and so innocently both wants to lead and to have followers and to just allow some love into that space so it can continue to transform. 
A little bit of love to everything is literally all that we need to transform anything that we want. Once we send love to something, the transmutation and the transmission and the transformation begins. And so I suppose without focusing more on that, I'll just send it love. And let's move on to the next subject, if I can. Um, That's something about cult stuff. It's it's so addictive. Ah, that leads me into another topic, addiction. Today, I'm going live to Snake Channel about the unimaginable upgrades in addiction. And today, it's probably something like... 1,540 days since I drank alcohol. I'm also clear of THC by like about a week and a half. And I haven't done blow in years and years and years. I haven't done molly in years and years. Um, I do really love psychedelics and, and I have coffee and I'm even having refined sugars sometimes now. But um, I do live as a relatively sober person because I'm an addict. And the thing about addict behavior and the thing about the personality of an addict is that according to the snake channel, humans greatly misunderstand the addict personality. And while sure, there's this whole avenue of being addicted to alcohol and, you know, being addicted to blow and all of these substances that um, could not only cause the user great harm, but their communities great harm. There's also so many unimaginable upgrade paths within addict personalities. And I love thinking about my addict behavior. Actually, when I think about myself as an addict, I just become so utterly inspired. And here's why. I am an addict through and through. Whatever I do yesterday, I'll want to do tomorrow. Whatever I do today, I then know I'll want to do tomorrow. And so the unimaginable upgrade in being an addict is this wild focus that doesn't even require effort. As an addict, I am with ease, limitlessly focused. And that's a superpower. Now that's a superpower that's widely been capitalized on and against too, right? Um, Addicts are very common. There's uh, so many of us are addicts, whether we're addicted to our phones, whether we're addicted to talking shit, you know, like a lot of women will become addicted to gossip because gossip releases dopamine in us that is based in this neurochemical reaction of sharing secrets, right? There's all kinds of addictions. And with that being said, there's all kinds of markets that will profit off of addiction. And unfortunately, there's not really a big backbone in our common culture for um, addict behaviors to 
be supported. And instead their profit, they're merely profited off of whether it's in the alcohol scene or, or wherever else. But, um, I'm so excited to go live and talk about the unimaginable upgrades in addiction because I truly think that oppressing addicts is a way of oppressing a huge population of people who have an ability to focus with limitless ease. And while I have, especially throughout my 20s, gone through so many peaks and valleys with my addict behavior, I can very confidently say that I am relieved to know that I'll be an addict for the rest of my life <laughs> because I know I'll be showing up for the rest of my life. Um, and, and I did go through a lot of alcohol addiction. I did go through, um, an addiction to cocaine. I did go through, um, and sometimes still do go through an addiction to THC even. And to me, it's not so much about the substance that you're addicted to. It's the mentality of addiction that can rear its way in the opposite direction of alignment. Um, you can become addicted in a very positive way where you are focused on forward decision-making and you can become addicted to giving yourself life and life force. And all of a sudden, that's a wonderful focus to have. And then on the flip side, you can become addicted to silencing things out. And for me, um, sometimes I use THC and have used THC to silence myself. And I did that a lot last year in that whole situation that I was in with all of my situations. <laughs> um and I am also so relieved to just be thinking more clearly again. Um, I know that there's this whole like culture where we're not supposed to think that there's anything wrong with marijuana. And while there's not anything inherently wrong with marijuana, it's also something that um, just is more prone to making people feel more paranoid. It is more prone to making people feel more ashamed. It is more prone to keeping people from um, being as active as they might have been otherwise. And all of these things can really snowball. And while there's plenty of ways and plenty of years that I have functioned very well, on THC. I also know that, you know, my dad's an alcoholic who is a fully functioning alcoholic. And so from time to time with marijuana, I just catch myself wondering. 
And anytime there's a wonder, I just like to just really rip the band-aid off and see what the heck is going on. And it turns out that when I ripped this band-aid off um, and decided to take a cleanse from THC, gosh, I've just felt so good. And I think that I really only was craving smoking weed for the first maybe five days. And then it just subsided. And I'm so grateful for that. So that's addiction. You know, we can become addicted to anything and um, whatever, if you're an addict, whatever you are becoming addicted to or whatever you are addicted to, just know that the power in your addiction is that you can literally just choose to become addicted to something else and just place your focus on that. And um, so it shall be. And that's really powerful. So I love that about us. We're so powerful. And speaking of powerful, um, wow, humans are wildly intelligent beings who are psychic. You are psychic. Everyone you've ever known has been psychic. And we're capable of far more than we've been taught to understand. And by 2022, we are going to be really cruising into some new realizations as a collective that if we were to know them right now, it would rattle us and just know that it will be rattling us to find out. Um, and as we continue to go through some of the hardest times that I would hope humanity ever has to go through. It's really important to stay open to imagining unimaginable upgrades in our wellness and our power and in our state of being. I have so many things that come through with the snake channel. And I rarely know how many of them to talk about when it comes to current events because our media outlets, our news sources, our friends, our families, our communities are so polarized in opinion. And maybe before I talk about any forecasts that the snake channel has been telling me about where our culture and uh, timelines are moving that I'd rather first touch on the tension and the polarization. Media outlets have been encouraging us for about a year now to cancel family members who disagree with us, to disagree and to propagate opinions into friendships that there are disagreements in. And 
this tension is purposeful. Like I was talking about on the last podcast where I was exploring my experiences with psychopaths, it's again important for me to remind us that as humans, our minds have blind spots. And as humans, not all of our minds work the same. And so some people have a very natural ability to see directly around our blind spots and we can be manipulated very quickly. In my early 20s, my art mentor, one of my art mentors, was a really radical guy. I'm not going to say his name because he is so controversial that I, to be quite frank, don't know if I'll ever want his situation near Snake Chandler. But this man, he's kind of like Alex Jones of the occult and satanic world. He had these radical ideas and he owned a publishing house and he published books that he insisted had a great deal to do with our world and where it was going. And one of these books was The Midas Right. And in my 20s, I really denounced that that was true. And as time continues to unfold, as I continue to see how master puppeteers are social engineering our species, I can't help but to look back into concepts in the Midas right and to see the trickle-down effect into all of our culture. And I would like to encourage each of us to question authority, to follow what we know is best for us no matter what, and to know that if we are following ourselves and if we are following an energy in a mind to serve all, that we are in a really good place to hopefully be making great decisions. And as I move into the next sentence, I feel this, this kind of pushback in energy to not speak the snake channel of what they say is going to happen with us. And anytime I feel that pushback, I become so much more invested in dissolving the taboo. I would never want to steer anybody in the wrong direction. So know that I'm not a scientist. I love science and I love researching and I love 
the ability to continue freely learning and accessing information. But I'm a psychic and that's how I source my information. I don't have many ways to cite or to prove to you that any of this is accurate. And so if it doesn't feel accurate to you, then it's not to you. Um, and, and however you take it and wherever you place it is just fine. But there are so many things at play in our world right now. And the snake channel says that in one regard, it's important for humans to remember that we don't have as much control as we think we do. We are small life forms amongst a endless life form. And the cosmos and our ecology and our globe have a energy force to them that is limitless and we nearly don't have complete free will as we think. So this is to say that you can never be in the wrong place at the wrong time. You're always in the perfect place at the perfect time. The only thing that would be fighting you and being able to realize that is your mind. And sometimes the human mind gets carried away into narratives that have nothing to do with why something is happening in our reality. And this is something that I want to speak on because, for instance, I'll see clients who don't know if they want to move, but they think they want to move. And they just don't know if they're in the right place. And they just don't know if they'll be in the right place. And the snake channel's response to that is always, you're always in the right place. If you feel like you'll be moving, then you are probably getting some psychic insight saying that you will be moving, but just be open. The universe will just move you there. You may not even have a energetic choice, you might just pop up in a different place. You can create a narrative that makes you work for that, but you can also just allow. And according to the snake channel, so much of what humans are experiencing right now is in reaction to different solar and universal energies that are keeping us socially distanced, that are keeping us at home, that are keeping our societies working slower, that are shortening our supply chains, that these are more reactions to a bigger astrological situation than our, our media or our government or any of these things. And I think that that's a really big concept to just be with. Because we can spin our minds into an intellect about 
why we're at home, why we don't see our friends as much, whether you're like in the vibe of following COVID stuff or you're not in the vibe of following COVID stuff. These things have affected everybody. And that's just the way it is. Speaking into this space is so difficult. And I want to say that because it's not a space that's being spoken into very much. We're not considering that how things are right now might be completely out of the control of the narrative that we've thought about, period. And then the snake channel says there's so many other sides of this too, that there is a pandemic and there is a mutating virus that's sweeping our species. It's not the only one. There's others. According to the snake channel, there are other mutating viruses that have been using humans as hosts and killing them for a long time. Some of these have been killing people in great masses. And we just haven't known. Oh, I had to yawn. Because something about that was so relieving to say. Now, mutating viruses are living beings. And viruses exist in a body that is different than our bodies. We can learn a lot from viruses. As people, we can learn that we don't just exist in our bodies, that we exist in many other spaces as well. When we look at how a virus exists, viruses love to have a host. They rely on a host. COVID is a very good survivor. It mutates, it transforms, it can have five hosts or it can have five million hosts. Either way, it's alive. And humans too can exist in one form. They can also expand themselves into being huge psychic activated bodies. We can exist in many different ways. And we too are really great survivors. That being said, the, the choice of how we take care of ourselves in the midst of a mutating virus is up to each of us independently. And that's true of everybody on this planet. And we need to honor that. Do what's best for you. Pay attention to the tension, not to others' opinions. Know when that tension is coming up and ask yourself if you really want to have that tension right there or if it would sincerely feel better to release it. According to the Snake Channel, 
not many medicines are going to be able to keep up with this mutating virus. We need to activate holistic medicine, logical thinking, and practical lifestyles, and just accept that we have instantly changed forever. This is what happens with life with a mutating virus. A mutating virus, in part of its lesson, is to know that holistic care for the self can change day to day. From here on out, all paradigms will shift because a nine to five job will not be realistic for anybody dealing with a mutating virus. For anybody who's had COVID, you will always have COVID. What your body does is it puts it into remission. And in the midst of any trauma, in the midst of any injury, in the midst of any health slip up, that COVID has the opportunity to rise from remission and to overtake your body again. It will always exist in your nervous system's information. And so our healthcare needs to drastically change. There's no quick fixes to this. The world is not going back to normal. And our cosmos don't want it to go back to normal. It's up to us as a species to follow the flow and the evolution of change. And this can be really difficult. However, in the course of taking on the lifestyle and the consciousness of limitless unimaginable upgrades, we must know that however we continue to survive is an unimaginable upgrade. We will always survive. We probably are not going to be looking into concert tickets and world tours and we're probably not going to find ourselves at Coachella um gosh there's a different life always the snake channel cautions against us believing the narrative that there have been like six or whatever waves of COVID. This is not true. In the history of epidemiology and of pandemics, there are always three waves. We have not come to a great depletion rate of COVID as a globe. We have only experienced and are experiencing the first wave of COVID. The second wave is going to hit in nine years. We're going to experience a lull. As a globe, we're going to turn things like Coachella back on and we're going to completely forget about COVID. And it's going to come back because it's a mutating virus that is 
intelligent in a way that humans aren't. Now, I bring this up because I am here to support you and to encourage you to continue to choose your unique path of limitless, unimaginable upgrades. This is to say that every day I support you in the pain and the struggle and the triumph of making healthy decisions for yourself. If you are to make nine years of amazingly healthy decisions, promoting your strength in your physical body, promoting your health in your spiritual and physical forms, promoting your wealth so that you have a cushion to land on, then in nine years, you're in a much better shape. Unfortunately, in the history of pandemics, there's three waves. The second wave is the biggest wave. And if this is the first wave, it's pretty substantial. So we need to bless up. We need to make very healthy decisions for ourselves. I have no idea why these media outlets are telling us that India has gone through 12 waves. America has gone through six waves. France has gone through 12 waves, whatever. That is not true. As a globe, our cases have not depleted to a minimal case case number of COVID yet. This is the first wave. So we need to stay in check. And as things continue to turn back on, it's important that you use the freedom to make the choice to be healthy because you're going to really need that health later. It's difficult to talk about that stuff because I don't want it to be right. But over a year ago, maybe at the beginning of April, I started to get these wild channelings about COVID. And I was drawing in my sketchbook the many different mutations of this virus. And I, to be quite honest, tried to surrender these things. And I tried to, in a sense, silence those things because I didn't want them to be true and because it seemed completely inappropriate to speak into a space of mass trauma and act like I knew at all what was going to happen. And as I say that, I still do wonder what ethic I can stand by as I continue to speak into what the snake channel continues to tell me is going to happen with our species and this planet. And 
gosh, you know, I have so many more things to talk about. Um, but for now, I would like to kind of start wrapping things up, I suppose. We're coming up on, shoot, almost 50 minutes. And I know that I just really talk about so many things. And and um, I am going to end this sucker because our brains are only capable of taking in so much as are ourselves in one given session. And for wherever you are, I want you to know that I love being here with you. And if you're feeling lonely or confused or triumphant and clear, just know that I love you however you are. I love you so easily from this point because connecting here with you is so authentic to me. And I've cleared my whole life to be able to be here in this form with you like this. And I am in deep support of you knowing how to best take care of yourself. These following nine years are going to be a huge test to see how good we all are at that. And I believe in you and I support you endlessly. Keep making healthy decisions for yourself, no matter what they are. Know that healthy decisions don't always look like the healthy mainstream decision too. I support that. There were times that it was sincerely healthy for me to get completely plastered right? It was sincerely healthy for me to, um, to sometimes put myself at risk in ways that I certainly wouldn't know. And making healthy choices is a ever evolving process of self-love. Allow yourself to know that what was healthy for you yesterday might not be healthy for you today. And what's healthy for you today might not be healthy for you tomorrow. And that's perfect, just the way it is. I hold space for our ability to continue changing and for our needs to continue evolving. And from here, just know that I have boundless love for you and your ability to continue showing up in your limitless, unimaginable upgrades. I love you so much. I'm always here for you. If you would like to book a psychic snake reading, please do. You can go to snakechanneler.com and schedule one. Um, I'm so happy to be here like I am right now. And without further ado, wishing you limitless ease in your unimaginable upgrades. I love you guys. Bye-bye.